It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the NFL guru, NFL fanatic, got Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. You guys could always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. NFL week number 17. Uh, Steve's off this week, so you and I, we're going to tackle... The entire NFL board, a lot of playoff stuff going on, a lot of injury stuff going on this week. So we got to go ahead. We got to get down and dirty here. We're going to start out with Thursday night football. We got Dallas. We got Tennessee. Tennessee going to be at home here. Current line in this game right now, Dallas minus 10. We have a total of 40 and a half. Uncle Dave, here's kind of the situation with these two teams. Tennessee does not really matter what happens in this game. Next week is the big game for them. They will play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Winner of that game will win the division. So as of right now, it seems as if Tennessee really has no motivation. Here's what I could tell you with Tennessee. Even if they win this game next week and they win the game the week after against Jacksonville, it does not matter. This team will not increase their wild card seating or or anything like that. So this game really means nothing for Tennessee outside of, you know, hey, let's just get the ball rolling, you know, get a couple wins under their belt. As for Dallas, this will have some seeding implications. So Dallas probably going to be the, the the far more motivated team. This one opened up rather low. It's all the way up to 10, 10 and a half, even at some spot. I'm curious what you think about the Cowboys and Titans this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I want to lay 10 points. It's actually been 10 and a half or 11. It's been bought down a little bit. Um, you know, I, I don't know that Dallas really, really feels the need for speed to go ahead and, and lay one on Tennessee. Uh, but, you know, we don't know who's playing. I mean, we, we know Tannehill's not. We know Malik Willis probably is. But, you know, Derrick Henry's not healthy. And it would almost surprise me if he did play Sleepy. Um, and and I would go with uh, – here we are on a Wednesday uh, early evening. I would go with the fact that he does not play. So I think my best bet in this game would be to take the Titans team total under, which you saw at 14-and-a-half, I – I think my numbers put it at 15, uh, and I, you know, I don't see him getting into the end zone uh, twice uh, and and change in this game. So, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe maybe you take Dallas for the first half if you're going to take Dallas, but I think I would I think I would go with the Tennessee team total under. All right, I wouldn't be shocked if you see the Titans and the Jaguars probably rest players this week, or if they do go ahead and trot starters out that they limit them to maybe a quarter or two of action. So I would probably consider maybe maybe a second half with, you know, going against the Titans, going against the Jaguars, because if they do trot the starters out for the first half, well, then that'll be more competitive. But look, you know, going up against a team like the Cowboys, something like that, there's a chance that Dallas is like, let's not let off the gas against these guys. So I would probably look at second half Dallas, and I would also consider, you know, being that this is a Thursday night game, it, this is going to be a probably, a, you know, a heavily watched game outside of, you know, maybe some of the bowl games that are going to be on, that there's a chance that this ticks back up to 41. I personally would want 41 and a half and go ahead and play the under. You can get that right now on FanDuel. You'd have to play the alternate line at like minus 135. But I'm going to wait a little bit, see what happens. And look, I don't have to bet this game. But if I had to do anything in that one, that's what I would do. It would either be a Cowboys second half. Because I have a feeling if the Titans do trot the starters out there, they probably only send them out for a half, and then I'll go ahead and maybe even look to maybe do some live betting or something like that. I think there's a couple opportunities um, in that game. Uh, with that game out of the way, let's go ahead. Let's jump over to the Sunday card here. We have the Panthers. We have the Bucks. Current line in this game right now, Tampa Bay minus three. We have a total of 39. Here's what I know, that if the Bucks win this game, they win the division. And the Panthers would have to win out and then the Buccaneers and a, a lot of other teams. I'm not going to get into those scenarios, but there's some way somehow that the Panthers end up getting in. So let's just say the Panthers win this week and they, they lose against New Orleans. Then they would need certain things to happen uh, in order for them to go ahead and secure you know, a playoff shot. But if they do indeed win this week, win next week, the Panthers uh, are in. So the Panthers kind of have to win out here in order to make sure that they're secured. And Tampa Bay, as I said, just win this week. So the line's three there, Uncle Dave. Not sure how you're feeling about this Tampa Bay team or this Panthers team, but what do you think? Well, I can tell you what I'm not going to do, and that's take Carolina. And, and the main reason uh, is not because I don't like Carolina, but, you know, it's sitting at a, at a week three. 
would not surprise me to see it go to two and a half. And as recently as, as uh, I think Christmas morning, uh, or until Tampa Bay played Sunday night and they took it off the board, you could have had the Panthers at plus six and a half. Now that would have been a deal. Uh, so I'm not going to take the Panthers by default. Um, you know, they're, they, uh, I'm not sure. I, I have to fall down on the, on the Bucks money line. I mean, Carolina's won four or six, and, and kudos to them. Uh, but when they play teams with good defenses, you know, they, they lost to Baltimore uh, and they lost to Pittsburgh. And Tampa Bay's defense is playing really good right now. So I think you have to look at the Bucks money line uh, and the uh, probably the total under. I would I would definitely I would definitely go with that. I mean it's it's already come down, but you can still get thirty nine and a half. And you know I don't think this game come close. I I think Carolina. I think it's like a I think it's a twenty seventeen. I think three is probably about right. Uh, but I don't think we see thirty nine and a half, and and I don't think we see Tampa Bay losing home. So the Bucks money line for me. All right, I wouldn't be opposed to to going ahead and not liking that either. I think one of the things with this Tampa team is that. You know, they were trying to get it going, and there were a lot of, you know, issues going on. The offensive line wasn't playing very well. They had a lot of injuries at wide receiver coming in. I mean, Godwin was – he came into the year, he clearly wasn't, you know, 100% healthy. Julio Jones all banged up. And then, you know, recently – and then don't forget, too, you know, the defense had a lot of injuries, too. Like, the secondary was all banged up again this year. And, you know, recently, until, I guess, let's say maybe last week, you know, Leonard Fournette was dealing with like a Liz Frank injury where, you know, he, he took what, I think a week, maybe two weeks off and he clearly wasn't a hundred percent. Rashad White ended up stepping in looking really good and kind of stealing some touches. But Fournette said last week that, you know, that he felt really good. I mean, clearly he had his best game. I don't want to say of the season, but I mean, it was clearly one of his better games that he felt much better and that they put some type of a pad in his shoe and he's playing well. So I think that, you know, that the offensive line is getting back back in the health here. The defense is getting back. Uh, Fournette's getting back. Godwin's looking better. You know, Mike Evans is out there. Uh, a lot of it comes down to, I think, some frustration and pressure with this team. But I think that going in – and look, this is a big game. I mean, Tampa has to win. But it, it's it's on the table for him. Win and you're in and, and just and, – and be done with it. The fact that this team's at home and the line's only three – like they're telling you that these are like even teams almost on a neutral field. I don't buy that. I have Brady on one side. I have Darnold on the other. I would be with you there, Uncle Dave. Just take the Bucks. If they, I mean, at some point this team, I don't want to say at some point because I don't think that that's necessarily true. Um, I don't know if this team is ever going to get it going. I think you'd agree with me, Uncle Dave. Like if they were going to get it going, they would have gotten it going. But are we really? Am I really sitting here now saying that the Bucks are going to get it going in Week Seventeen? I don't know. I mean, there's. I think there's a chance that Tom Brady and this crew can go ahead and wrap it up and put put a really good game together. Maybe they can, but I'm with you there, Uncle Dave. I think the money line is probably the way to go in this one. This could, you know, this could be a, a relatively close game because you know the Panthers are going to be motivated. So we'll see. We'll see how that game all shakes out. That should be an interesting one. Uh, let's jump over to our next here. We have the Browns. We have the Commanders. Commanders minus two, and we have a total of forty and a half. The Browns right now, Uncle Dave. They are eliminated from playoff contention. As far as the commanders, they are not. If if Washington wins out, they're in. So this game's going to be a, a pretty big game for them. But let's talk about the line there, Uncle Dave. Right now, the line is commanders minus two. Uh, I do see some two and a halfs. So I do see some minus ones out there. Now, what do we know? We know that Taylor Haneke was benched. Carson Wentz made his cameo. And I think that this is being set right now, Uncle Dave, as a safe line that we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if Wentz plays. We don't know if Heineke plays. Here's my thinking, is that this is a safe line, and if Heineke does play, that this line probably goes to Commanders minus three, and I think if Wentz plays, that this line goes to probably Commanders minus one. If I'm the head coach, and I'm not the head coach, but if I am, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put Heineke out there after a benching. I don't think I could trust uh, Carson Wentz, who we brought in to you know, go ahead and run this team, to go ahead and, and get a win in week 17 after you haven't played for, you know, damn near so long. I thought it was a kind of a foregone conclusion that it was, a, you know, it was kind of a, it was an over and done with for Wentz. But there he is. And I think that, you know, after the Commanders lost two straight games, that it was kind of a, 
you know, it was kind of a kick in the ass. Rivera saying, you know what, Heineke, like you look good, you did, you did well, but you know, we should be able to pull out. They should have probably pulled out one of these last two games, and they didn't. So I'm leaning Heineke's going to play, and at two, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to bet this now. I'm going to take Washington now at home against the Browns. The Browns, look, everything it, for this team. It was always about next year, right? If Brissett managed to pull off the the miraculous and get this team to a point to where hey, maybe Deshaun Watson was able to step in and, and maybe get this team into the playoffs. I think that that's what a lot of people you know, were thinking earlier on in the year. But the fact that they are where they're at now, eliminated, it's all about next year for Cleveland. So there's no way I can get to Cleveland. There's just no way. I wouldn't even tease that team up. I would be careful even doing that. So it's commanders for me at minus two. I think Heineke starts. I think the commanders win. That's where I'm at for that game. Uncle Dave. What do you think? I think as far as... Who's going to play quarterback? If I'm Ron Rivera, and I'm I'm assuming I'm going to make the playoffs, at least I'm playing the season like I'm going to make the playoffs, I think my question would be, who do I want under center in the playoffs? Because you're not going to uh, uh, bench Heineke now in favor of Wentz and then you know say Wentz does shit and then put Heineke back in. Then you're, you really sent like a – a bunch of mixed messages to your team. So I think his decision right now is based on the playoffs. And, and I'm thinking that Wentz is going to start because I think he would probably rather go into the playoffs with Wentz. Now, that would be just my line of thinking. As far as the line right now, I mean, you're right. And, you know, I talked about this. It's, it, you know, it almost looks too good to be true for me. I mean, everybody – and his brother is on Washington, and yet we don't see anything more than two except that DraftKings is two and a half. And that's a little that's a little concerning for me. You know, it, it's one of those things that we talk about, you know, do you do you like a market influence your decision or or the work? Um, I try to just do the work uh, and not let the market influence my decision. And if I was to do that, you're right. I would take Washington. But I think uh, with the unknowns right now, I'm going to wait. I mean, the totals come down, uh, and and I, I'm inclined to agree with that at 41. You, know, you still get 41 in a few books. Uh, I, I like the under. I mean, the weather Sunday is supposed to be relatively mild, uh, but uh, a decent chance of rain, like a 40% chance of rain in Washington on Sunday, and we're probably going to see a little bit of wind with that, is so what they say. So I, 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 we're not going to see an aerial game, which is – definitely uh, leads me to the under. Uh, and I'm going I'm to pass on the side just because of the unknown at quarterback. But, you know, I think it's going to be once. That's our green button. You think it's going to be Heineke. I think it stays under. I mean, they gave up 37 points last week to San Francisco, so I don't know if you could really necessarily put it on, all on Heineke. I mean, he did have a couple bad series right in a row. He ended up with a fumble and then an interception, and that was it. They were – um, you know, they're out of the game pretty much. So I don't know. I think you stick with the guy that, that kind of got you here. Wentz, Wentz didn't get you here. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that all shakes out. But uh, as I said, you know, Washington, they win out. Um, they're going to be in the playoffs. Let's talk about another team that is certainly in the playoffs, and that's the Eagles. Uh, they're going to be minus seven in this game. They're playing the Saints. Eagles will be at home. We have a total of 44. Uh, here's what I know about Philadelphia that this is an important game for them. If they win this game, they secure the number one seed. So Philly's going to be Philly's going to be playing tough here. I'm not sure if Jalen Hurts plays, to be honest with you. I don't know. I would expect this line if Jalen Hurts were to play with everything that's on the line. I would think that this line would probably be closer to nine. So I'm thinking this line, I don't want to say it's a safe line, but it's indicating to me that they're thinking, at least the odds makers are thinking that there's a pretty good chance that Gardner Minshew plays. I think that they're probably thinking this is like a 50-50. I think teasing the Eagles down makes all the sense in the world right now. Um, get them down to minus one. I, I, I actually feel pretty comfortable with that. If Minshew plays, they could still beat New Orleans. And if Hurts plays, there should be no reason that they don't beat New Orleans. The Eagles are far better than, than New Orleans. Uh, Andy Dalton on the road in Philadelphia, like that that crowd's going to be bananas at this time of year. And the good thing about 
you know, all these games that are happening this Sunday, it's not going to be three degrees. So we can take the weather and pretty much throw that out. There might be a little bit of rain I'm hearing on the East Coast, um, but it's going to be in, in, you know, in, in a couple of spots. But teasing the Eagles down to me is, is the way to go. I think if you wait, then what happens? You end up with Hurts, and that's cool. And you're, you're sitting with a ticket with, okay, hey, I got, you know, I got Jalen Hurts. But now are you going to tease them down if this line goes to like nine, nine and a half, somewhere about that, and then you're laying two, two and a half points? I don't want any part of that. I'd rather just do it now, get it down to minus one. If it's Minshew, I feel comfortable. If it's Hurts, then I'm really happy about that ticket. So that's what I'll do there, Uncle Dave. I'll just go ahead. I'll tease Philly down right now. That's what I'll do. I think the Eagles win this game, without a doubt. I think they they get the number one seed. Uh, as far as the Saints are concerned, they need to win out and they need a lot of help. I just don't I don't I don't see that happening. So that's where I'm at with that game. What do you think? Yeah, I mean I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's the only way to play it. I mean I, I do think that that line goes up over seven, so the time to do it is now. But you know maybe you can tell me why uh, I, I don't agree with the total. I mean. It, most of the tickets and, and even more of the money are on the over, uh, and it did go from 43 and a half to 44. Uh, but I don't agree with that. I mean, Philadelphia's defense is playing well. I don't think you can take a whole lot away from that least last week against Dallas. I mean, and, and New Orleans, we know, is in a high-powered offense, no matter who's under center. And I just, I just don't see 44 points there. I mean, Philly needs to win and stay healthy. Uh, they don't need to make a statement against New Orleans. I mean, I. If I were going to take Philadelphia under any circumstances without teasing, it would be in the first half. But for the game, I like the under. I mean, I, I just I just don't grasp that that ticking up unless unless you know something I don't, Sleepy. Um, I like the under in that game, and, and I guess the Eagles for the first half. All right. The only scenario right now, Uncle Dave, that the Saints have to make the playoffs is if Carolina beats Tampa this week and the Saints win this week. And then the Saints turn around and they beat Carolina in week 18. So Saints have to win out and they have to hope that Tampa does not win this week. So that's the scenario for them. Let's jump over to our next game here. We got the Cardinals. We got the Falcons. This game has no playoff implications uh, whatsoever. You know what, Uncle Dave? We're deep diving on this podcast. It seems like let's skip that game. I don't think anybody really cares. I know I don't. I'll ask you, do you care? No, I don't. But I, uh, real quick, I, I'm not sure that I, I want to make uh, Desmond Ritter a four-point favorite. So, you know, by default, I'm, I'm afraid I would probably have to take Arizona. All right. And if you heard the news today, J.J. Watt said that he is going to retire. So for those of you that are J.J. Watt fans, if you didn't hear that, um, good career for him. I think a little bit derailed by some injuries, but good career for that guy. Uh, but I won't be looking at that game. The only The only reason I'll have any... Any uh, anything going in that game, there, Uncle Dave? Is if somehow Jalen Hurts gets ruled out, there's a chance that I might actually start, and you guys might laugh, but I'm in a situation where I might have to go ahead and start Desmond Ritter uh, as my quarterback for my fantasy league championship. So we'll see. We'll see how that all shakes out. Still got some time. If I could pick up Mike White, I might actually do that too. So I'm just hoping that Jalen Hurts plays. So that's where I'm at with that. Uh, let's jump over to the Jaguars and the Texans. Uh, Jaguars right now minus four and a half, and we have a total of 43. This kind of actually is a, a little bit of an interesting game when we look at the Texans. The Texans, they want the number one pick, right? So they have a tie, and if they actually win this game, um, they would actually, I think they would actually lose it because the Bears only have three wins. So technically right now, the Texans probably want to lose this game and just lose out and they get the number one pick in the draft, which that also worries me a little bit about the next game when we'll talk about the Bears. But as I had said, the Jaguars right now, they they literally have nothing to play for. That team is in the same situation as Tennessee, where a win here and a win next week, it doesn't help them when it comes to, you know, uh, wild card seeding. It's, it's all about next week. Win, you win the division, you get a home game, and that's a wrap. So I don't know what to do at this game there, Uncle Dave. I'm guessing it's probably going to end up being a situation where we talked about the Dallas and Tennessee game where, you know, I'm looking at halves. You know, maybe I take the Jaguars for the first half, and maybe I go ahead and, and maybe take the Texans for the second half. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the starters might trot out here. 
I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Lawrence maybe just come out for a couple series and, and ETN and those guys like that. Um, this is all about next week for, for that team. So there's no way you can get me on the Jaguars. But I do question, you know, what, what the Texans might do. Um, the Texans might be trying to lose this game. So I know that sounds crazy, but do you really want to throw your number one pick away when clearly you need you need a quarterback? So there's some interesting angles in this one. I'm curious what you think there, Uncle Dave, if you thought anything, uh, any crazy business is going to happen in this one. Um, I don't think so. But to your point about basically it being Jacksonville's uh, next week is, is the game that matters. But – I'm not sure that Peterson wants to go into that game on any kind of negative momentum, if you will. I mean, they've been just getting better and better and better uh, each week, and, and it's all because of Peterson. I mean, he's he's turned Trevor Lawrence into what what uh, what Urban Meyer was supposed to. And you know, to your point about Houston not wanting to win, I mean, I don't know. I would feel better if this were three. Uh, and there's some fairly sharp money on Houston. I don't want to say sharp, but, you know, the money seems to be coming in on Houston. And I get it, but four and a half is a bit much. But I still couldn't take Houston. If, if I had to, I would bet Jacksonville. I, I think Peterson wants to – I think he, he's, he's the kind that does want to make a statement. And, and, you know, it might almost be like if Tennessee, you know, loses badly enough on, on Thursday to Dallas that he might want to go, well, we're not going to do that. And, and, and go out there and, and make a statement and, and maybe get his players even that much more sort of fired up to play next week. So um, I do lean to Jacksonville. I like that thinking there, Uncle Dave. That makes sense to me. And the reason why is that, like, has this Jaguars team really ever believed in themselves over, let's just say, like the last couple of years? You know, did they believe in their in their quarterback last year? Did they believe – um, in their head coaching situation, you know, that they've, they've made changes, you know, on this roster, bringing a new head coach, uh, at least a, a head coach that can help the quarterback. A lot of people were down on Trevor Lawrence. You don't hear a lot of people being negative about Trevor Lawrence now. So there's a belief that this team is getting better. I like that. And you're right. You know, do you want to mess up, you know, a team psyche going into, you know, going into the last week and, you know, even if they win this game and they lose next week, they could still hang their head and say, you know what, we had a successful season. You know, we almost got there. You know, one win away from the playoffs, like hell. Um, you know, but if you lose this week and you lose next week, then it probably makes you look, you know, a little bit crummier. So, yeah, I agree with you with that there, Uncle Dave. Um, probably Jag, maybe Jag's first quarter, maybe Jag's first half. Um, I think that that is a strong play because if he does pull the plug, um, on this team, and, and Houston comes out, you know, really, just really nasty. I actually like that pick now, the more that I think about that. I think the Jaguars' first quarter, first half is probably the way to go. All right, with that game out of the way, let's jump over to the next year. We have the Bears, we have the Lions. Lions going to be minus six, and we have a total of 52. Uh, I believe this is the highest total on the board this week, so certainly they're expecting some points in this one. Uncle Dave, I was on 538 before. And I went through and I said, what if the Lions win out? You know, what happens? I think there's a really high probability that they make the playoffs if they end up winning out. Now, there would be certain things that need to occur, like Seattle would need to lose a game here. Uh, Green Bay would need to lose a game. So there, there's still scenarios where, you know, the Lions can make it. But they're kind of in a, in a weird situation with, um, you know, similar to, to the Saints. So the Lions aren't out. Um, I don't know what the Bears are going to do if they're going to put fields out there. Um, I would consider going ahead and probably just teasing the Lions down. I think that that's probably a way to go. That's all I would do. I, I would not take the Bears here on the road. Uh, that team's been eliminated from the playoffs, so it's kind of a, a dream crusher scenario. Do you want to trot the quarterback out? The only guy on that team, really, you know, that's been making anything go. But you know, the Lions are fighting, and uh, after last week, you got to wonder how they feel. I mean, they got their ass kicked pretty much. I mean, that was one of the more, I would say, shocking results last week. Uh, Carolina really put it on them. Um, I would think Lions bounce back here and probably put them in a teaser somehow uh, this week. So maybe a Lions-Eagles teaser, maybe that would be a best bet or something like that. But that's all I could do with that game there, Uncle Dave. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of teasing favorites down, but I don't think the Lions are going to lose that game at home. I mean, I think the easiest thing – 
for me to do, you know, based on the fact that we don't know who's going to quarterback the Bears. You know, the talk was of maybe shutting fields down, and that was pretty well nixed. But, you know, sometimes where they smoke, there's fire. And I'm thinking that, obviously, you know, Detroit needs to win. Detroit wants to win. You know, they're at home. Uh, their fans actually have something to cheer for in December, which never happens. So if I'm going to bet that game, I'm going to do the uh, the Lions team total over uh, because we know the Chicago defense is, is borderline non-existent. Uh, and I think Detroit wants to wants to do something cool for their fans. They want to make the playoffs, but I, I really think I really think Detroit scores plenty. I mean, it's 52-26. They, you know, their total might be 28 to 29, but I think they're going to eclipse that. Uh, so I would bet that I would bet the Lions team total over. All right, I'm not against that either. So in order for Detroit to end up making the playoffs, there, Uncle Dave, they would have to win out. And they would need the Washington Commanders to lose to Dallas in the final week. So I went ahead. I'm on 538. I was going through the playoff projections because this stuff gets really murky. It gets really crazy at this time of year. And, uh, you know, people could get confused. So just trying to help you guys along on what the situations are uh, this upcoming week and then probably, you know, going into next week. Uh, here's another weird situation there, Uncle Dave. We have the Dolphins, we have the Patriots. Current line in this game right now, Patriots minus two and a half, and we have a total of 42. From what I read, like Tua might not have been feeling 100% going into the game last weekend. Supposedly, he might not have had said something. But Tua now is in the concussion protocol. Uh, we all know and saw probably what happened to him you know, earlier on in the year where he ended up with like back-to-back concussions. Looked like um, he was clearly knocked out and, and you know was in jeopardy maybe of missing a, you know, a lot of time, but... This is not good for Miami at all. This team's reeling right now, uh, not playing well. I don't know what to make of this game. I mean, if you put Teddy in there, I still think that Miami is probably the better team. But, you know, the Patriots at home with something to play for, it's tough for me really to to pick a side or a total in this one. Uncle Dave. I'm curious because you know what you, you – this is your team. You know the Patriots better than I do. How are you feeling about, you know, the Patriots and Dolphins going into this week? I'm just hoping we lose and get a higher draft pick. I mean, they have just looked, I mean, if anybody's seen him at all, they, they just look pathetic. Um, Mac Jones is uh, complaining. And uh, maybe halfway through the season, he had every right to uh, get pissed at Matt Patricia for, you know, they're even there, even they're, you know, they're back to what they were in like 1990. You know, let's run the ball twice and it'll be third and seven. Uh, and we'll throw a six-yard pass and punt. And it's maddening that they continue to keep doing that because when Brady was there or McDaniels was there, that just wouldn't happen. So I understand Mac Jones' frustration. Then you have the whole thing with Kendrick Bourne, who is probably their best wide receiver. I guess he had some sort of beef in in, in, in uh, the preseason, and he's kind of been forgotten about. But you know, now all of a sudden he gets in last week and he goes crazy. So, I mean, they're just like – Super dysfunctional, you know the, the pre-snap penalties, and you know they, I I have a hard time taking New England, but I have a hard time taking Miami. I agree with you that if Teddy plays, it's, it's not a massive drop off, and you know some of the passes we've seen to a throw, uh, it might be an upgrade. Because I just don't think you know Bridgewater will make those same mistakes. So you know ultimately, I, I mean you know the market is screaming take the Patriots, but I can't do it. Um, I, I've never been so pissed at a team in my life. And, you know, we, I knew they were going to suck when Brady left. But, you know, and, and it's funny that, you know, they're a 500 team, give or take. And there's a lot of franchises that would kill to be 500 uh, at any point that haven't been in many years. But the standards they've set are just so high. Uh, you know, they're getting booed off the field. And if they come out and get the ball first and go three and out, the fans will be booing them the entire game. So they're, they're a very fragile team. Uh, I don't know that I can bet on them. I don't know that I can bet on Miami. Uh, but I think too much is being made of New England and Old Belichick something to play for. I mean, that's probably the reason it went to where it did. Um, I, you know, that's a that's a five-point swing in the total between between uh, Tua and, and Teddy. Uh, and I don't think Tua is that big of a uh, – Teddy's that big of a drop-off. So, you know, if you made me – I would take the Dolphins. Yeah, it's interesting. With, with, this division's really screwy, Uncle Dave. Uh, 
So let me try to clear up a little bit of what may or may not happen. So don't forget the Jets, too, because the Jets actually hold a lot of uh, a lot of cards, too, here. Uh, if the Jets end up losing this week against Seattle and the Patriots end up winning this week, then the Patriots have to beat Buffalo in the final week. Now, if the Jets go ahead and they lose out, something like that, and the the Dolphins end up losing out or, or losing that week, 18 matchup against the Jets, then that's how the Patriots get in. So there's still a lot of crazy things to work out. But what I do know, what I figured out through all this clicking and stuff like that, Uncle Dave, is that this game is actually really important to the winner. Like you do not want to lose this game. So there's going to be max motivation here on both sides. We know that. And then the Jets, as I mentioned, they hold a lot of cards too here. So the Jets are going to be motivated. Same thing with Seattle. So um, it's going to be interesting after we end up getting all these finals here on Sunday there, Uncle Dave. You know, we're, we're finally – you know, all these teams shake out and, and what we're looking at for, you know, an interesting week 18. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm going to pass that game there, Uncle Dave. I just, I don't, I don't have a feeling right now. I don't know if I want to mess around with Bridgewater, and I don't even know if I want to mess around with this Patriots team either. Um, they just haven't looked all that great. Uh, let's jump over to a team that absolutely looked terrible last week. That was the Broncos. They're going to be on the road here going into Kansas City. Kansas City right now uh, laying around 13 and a half points. Now, if you guys were watching the news, Daniel Hackett, Broncos head coach, fired. That's probably a good thing, but there's still the quarterback out there, Russell Wilson, who I don't think they want to play for this guy either. The Broncos' defense has been their claim to fame this entire year, and they got absolutely trounced last week. So that team's out of the playoffs. I think they just pack it in here. The Chiefs have something to play for. They're playing for the number one seed. If they win this game, they are the number one seed in the AFC. The only way I could look in this one, is probably just play the Chiefs, hoping that the Broncos come into this game just as, as a lean duck. Now, normally, I think if they had a competent team with a competent quarterback and a head coach, then the Broncos would probably try to come in here and try to go ahead and upset the Chiefs or ruin their season. But the Broncos have nothing to play for here. I mean, there's guys going out the door, coaches getting fired. They don't want to be here. I think the Broncos packed it in going into last week. So they could, there's a chance that this team even looks worse this week. So you can't get me on the Broncos. I know it's double digits. It's almost two touchdowns. There's just no way. And I actually think that the firing of Hackett actually provided value for the people that liked the Chiefs. Because if I remember correctly, Uncle Dave, this line at one point was at like 14, 14 and a half. It's now come down. And that's only due to the head coach getting fired. Like, are they all of a sudden gonna, going to go ahead and, and, and rise up to, for this new interim head coach? I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't think that's going to happen. And with all the motivation on the Chiefs side here, the only way I could look is at the Chiefs. And the total scares me because if the Broncos don't play any defense, Patrick Mahomes could just go out there and he'll sling and he'll try to throw four or five touchdowns up on the board. And they'll just try to go and, and, and rack up a bunch of stats and blow everybody out, get this offense churning going into you know the playoffs because they're more than likely they're probably going to rest everybody um, at some point. Now, could they pull the plug? You know, are the Chiefs up, let's just say, 30 to thirty to 6 going in the middle of third quarter? Do they pull the plug early, and then do we knock it over this total? I don't know, but that's kind of where my mind's going with this game. No way I could touch the Broncos, Uncle Dave. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I can touch the Broncos, Sleepy. I can take their team total under. There you go. You know, how do you not? I mean, you know, we got a line of 45, split that in half, 22. Um Take seven that way. If you got a line on their team total, I'm guessing it's probably 14-ish. Um, and if I can get a 14, I'll take the under all day long. I don't think Denver may not score. Yeah, I think that 14 and a half there, Uncle Dave, might be hard to come by. But, again, shop around at some of the books. You know, they might have this total a little bit jacked up. They might just go ahead and, and do that. But I think a lot of the wise guys will probably be thinking the same thing that you're thinking there, Uncle Dave. If you can get 14 and a half playing the Broncos under, probably – not a bad way to go. So, guys, make sure you guys keep your uh, eyes and ears open and everything like that for when these numbers do come out because, obviously, if these numbers haven't come out, the pros are going to be out there waiting, guys like Uncle Dave, to go ahead and hit this. So you're only going to have a short amount of time, uh, especially with some of these bets now because, as you guys can see, Uncle Dave and I looking at more derivatives this week, uh, a lot of the sharp guys are going to be doing the same thing. Let's jump over to our next game here. We have the Colts. We have the Giants. Uh, currently in this game right now, Giants minus five and a half, five. I see a four and a half. I see a six. They're playing the Colts. The Colts are a dead team. We have a total of 39 and a half. There's no way in hell, Uncle Dave, I could take the Colts. 
There's just no way. If you saw what the Colts looked like at home with Nick Foles under center, um, it didn't look good. And I don't know what it's going to look like on the road, if it can look any worse, but I'm guessing that it can't. The Giants need to win this game. If the Giants win this game, they are in. does not matter what happens with them in the final week against Philadelphia. So this is everything on the line here right now for the Giants. I would tease the Giants down, or I would just go ahead and lay the points with them. This line is probably only going to go up. Now, remember, guys, it's only Tuesday. So the media, the talking heads, they haven't all gotten on board yet. But the minute that they start chirping, the Giants just need the win and in. This is Nick Foles and, and, the, and the Colts and uh, Jeff Saturday and this team, you know, whatever, whatever. It's only going to get worse. I don't see how it can get any better unless the Giants end up with some type of uh, practice injury that, that really hurts them, whether it be at a quarterback or Saquon, something like that. But this line, in my opinion, only it, it's only going to run higher. So what I'll do, I'll go ahead, I'll tease the Giants down, and I think you know, using them with Philly, maybe teasing them with Detroit, that's the only way I can go. There's no way in hell I'm touching the Colts there, Uncle Dave. That's that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with you. I mean, I was one of those people that thought maybe Nick Foles would would be an inspiration and get the Colts to play a little bit better than they did. So that was a a wasted three of my units on 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 that against the Chargers. And you know, normally I would think, well, how much worse can it get? You know, maybe I want to take Indianapolis, but other than like, how much better can it get? It was that bad. So, you know, uh, you know, Jeff Saturday is undefeated against J. Rod's Raiders. So how bad are the Raiders? But uh, he's winless against every other team. So uh, I'm with you. I I don't understand this line being only four and a half or five. I mean, it's potentially because if the Colts defense decides they want to play, uh, they are uh, a well above average defense. I mean, you saw that against the Chargers. But uh, I, I just don't see Indianapolis winning. I mean, I'm all about all about using the Giants in a money line parlay. Uh, or, you know, another derivative here, Sleepy, is, is take the Colts team total under as well. I mean, I, I don't think you lose all these. And we're looking at a at a line of 39 and a half, so cut that in half, 19 and a half, uh, and then minus uh, three or four. I think you you can probably get the the Colts team total under 14 as well. So uh, I'm thinking that might be 14 and a half, 15, uh, 39 with a, a a spread of four. You know they're looking at a you know 20, 20 uh, 21 to 17 type game, 22 to 18. So if I can get the Colts team total at, at 14 or better, I'll take the under uh, all day long. All right. So Uncle Dave looking at that. Uh, for me, it's it's just – and I get it, Uncle Dave, like your, your thought going into that game last night was that, you know, it's Foles. We get it. Um, you know, he's, you know, Super Bowl champion and stuff like that. But, you know, when, when you can't beat out somebody like Matt Ryan, like, okay, I get it. It was Matt Ryan. But when the backup quarterback and Sam Ellinger, who's basically a rookie who who doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of games under his belt, um, it, it's just tough for me to think that Nick Foles, you know, got a lot of work with this team throughout the entire year. Um, it's like they, they wait until now to, to really just pull the trigger on him. So um, it's just it's tough for me. I mean, if he went out and had a much better game and looked much better, then then I could say, OK, cool. But, you know, he only had 129 yards or 140 yards last night with three interceptions. He was sacked seven times. It's really the sacks that worry me. Um, clearly, you know, they're, they're trying – and how much are they going to be iron out, you know, with the playbook over the next week? Like the Giants are going to be looking to tee off on him. So we might see a lot of running. Um, you might want to look towards uh, – it wasn't Deion Jackson. It was Zach Moss last night that was doing the, the bulk of the running. You may want to look at – maybe some Zach Moss rushing rushing uh, yards over because if, if Indy's just coming in here looking to get the hell out of town. And, look, I think this is one of the things that, that the reason why Saturday was brought in here, Uncle Dave, is just let's get through this season, but try to bring this team together. I think he's more of a glue guy, more of a, a team guy, player-friendly guy. Um, I heard he's, he's given his team off, you know, days. He's given his team off extra hours, and it's more just – install like a, a good culture between between the players. And if that's the case, then it's probably going to be, hey, let's just go do our jobs this week and get the hell out of there and, and, and wrap it up and, you know, get on to week 17 and, 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 you know, and we'll pick it up next year. So he's more of a glue glue type of guy. If that's the case, um, 
then I don't think this team comes in here motivated at all, but maybe some Zach Moss rushing rushing yards over. That that would really be the only the only thing positive that I could think here for this Colts team, but it'd certainly be the Giants for me. All right, so let's jump over to one of the biggest games of the week, and this is going to have a lot of impact uh, in the wild card, and that's going to be between the Jets and the Seahawks. Current line in this game right now, Jets minus two, and we have a total of 41 and a half. Uh, there's actually more 42 and a half, so let's call it 42 and a half right now as a consensus total. Uh, it seems like Mike White's about to take over. I think the Zach Wilson era in New York is is over. I don't even think that they can keep this guy on the roster. Uncle Dave, before we even go any further, I, w- I would like to, to hear your thoughts on this. If you're the GM right now of the Jets, what do you do with a guy like Zach Wilson who clearly has failed? You've put, I think, enough players. You have Garrett Wilson. You have Elijah Moore. Um, you had Brees Hall. The, if this kid can't make the playoffs with this team and they're knocking on the doorstep of the playoffs, like if he's even if he's even Trevor Lawrence level, this team's already in the playoffs, or at least, you know, they're probably playing for a win and you're in situation. So what do you do if you're the GM right now with Zach Wilson? Do you get him out of town? Because how do they keep this guy on the roster? Because if they don't believe in him now, how the hell do you believe in this guy when he becomes the backup quarterback? Because if the Jets faithful right now, that they and, and they actually like Mike White, right? Like they, they believe Mike White can get them a win. But what happens in, in next season if the Jets need a win or something like that, and here comes Zach Zach Wilson trotting out on the field? He's more than likely gonna get booed. So I don't know if you keep this guy on the team. Me personally, I would say you have to get you have to get him out of here, and then they have nobody to blame. So get him out of there. That's what I think. I don't think he's gonna be on this team next year, which sounds absolutely crazy, but that's the only direction I think they can go with him. But so I set up the game, set up a little bit with Wilson. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. He's he's got to be gone, and it's more than just performance. I mean, I, I think if you bring him back with the hopes that he might mature into something decent, uh, I, I don't think the team will play for him. I mean, I think I think that's as big a factor as any going forward with the Jets. So you know, I I, I think he's gone. I mean, I think they're in a very tenuous position. Uh, because they do have a lot of talent and they have a great defense. So, you know, they're a quarterback away from really being, um, you know, a legitimate, I don't want to say contender, but certainly a, a, a legitimate playoff team. So, uh, you know, I think they got to let him go and bring in bring in a veteran. I mean, unfortunately, their draft pick's not going to be high enough to, to grab one of the elite guys unless they trade up. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. They said Brady might be looking for a new team next year. Maybe he goes and plays for the Jets and plays against Belichick twice. Um, that would not surprise me. Uh, but yes, I think I think Wilson is gone. And I think as far as this game, I mean, I don't get it. Um, Jets favored. I mean, it's strictly because of, of the quarterback change. I get that. Um, but you know, Seattle hasn't been scoring uh, the last couple of games. Of course, they've played some good teams, but the Jets' defense is as good as the last couple they've faced. So uh, that's another one that uh, at 42 and a half, I like the under more than anything. I mean, even with White, the Jets aren't going to lay up the scoreboard, uh, even against Seattle's defense. Uh, nor do they want to. I mean, they want to ground and pound. I don't think they want to air it out. So if, if I'm betting that game, I'm betting the under. Uh, I'm not going to fall into the, the Jets' trap there. Uh, the Jets may well be the right side. Can't take Seattle, though. So uh, I'm going to probably bet the under in that game, Sleepy. Yeah, that's, that's a tough game for me there, Uncle Dave. I don't know what to do. Like, I would like to think that the Jets are, you know, I would like to think that this Jets are like this feel-good story. But Mike White, even though he is probably the best quarterback, believe it or not, on that roster, um, he can make enough mistakes to go ahead and um, and cost you a game. And you got to figure, this is an all-in effort here for Seattle. I mean, the, the, look at what Seattle had. They had to play the, the Panthers, who had life. They had to play San Francisco, and they had to play KC. So, you know, the fact that that team's lost three in a row, and then before that, they played the Raiders, they played the Bucks, and they played the Rams. But um, the fact that this team's lost games, um, it's not surprising to me. I might actually take a look at at Seattle with the points um, because I think there's more negative things that could happen here with the Jets than than with um, than with Seattle. And I don't know if Lockett's going to come back. I know he had surgery last Monday. Um, had something going on with his finger, I think, where he broke his finger or something like that. I know he had hand surgery, 
but it was supposed to be like, hey, he can come back and play and, and be okay. So if they can get Lockett back and you have Metcalf, who, you know, looked pretty good, and, and you know, their, their boy Ken Walker in the backfield is doing his thing. Um, this is the Jets and Geno, right? So there, do you think there's any revenge there, Uncle Dave, with, with Geno and the Jets or, or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because I thought it would after I, I finished rambling on about uh, where Brady might be next year. But, yeah, I, I absolutely do. So, um, you know, having said that, I would be with you and, and uh, do the unthinkable and bet against the Jets. Yeah, that that'd be the only way. I probably would go ahead and, and probably play against the Jets here because I mean, if the twelfth man is ever going to really be at full throat, this is probably going to be the game because they know that you know there's a lot on the line. I could go through here in five thirty eight and see you know what happens here, and if the Seahawks win this game and they beat the Rams, who are a dead team next week, the Seahawks have an eighty five percent chance to go ahead and get in the playoffs. So they would obviously need a couple other things to happen, like maybe a Washington loss or a Giants loss or something in there with that. But it's not like Seattle's out yet. And and the Jets are in a very similar situation. The Jets, they need to win games. So this is almost like a playoff game. You lose this one, you're pretty much Cook City. So um, Seattle for me would be uh, probably the only way I would look in that game. But I don't know. I'll be watching that one. It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, let's jump over to the 49ers. They'll be on the road here. Uh, they'll be going into Las Vegas. Current line in this game right now, San Fran minus six, and we have a total of 45 and a half. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and talk about this one. What do you think? Well, while I ramble on that, why don't you see who has the tiebreaker between the Vikings and the 49ers? Because it's conceivable that uh, San Francisco could end up with the second best record in the NFC, uh, or maybe they're just complacent here and are happy with the third best record because they've already clinched their division. Uh, so they, you know, they're either going to be second or third. So I think this is how uh, both teams are going to approach this game. You know, uh, I think San Francisco needs to, you know, get Brock Purdy going, uh, or keep him going, if you will. Uh, so you know, they're not going to lay down. They're going to want to get him a whole lot more reps. And you know, what does Vegas want to do? I mean, they're going nowhere. I mean, I guess they're not mathematically eliminated, but for all intents and purposes, they are. Um, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that the 49ers, uh, with that defense, are probably going to go ahead and win this game. But uh, covering six, um, I don't know. Uh, that's going to be a tough one. Um, I think I would totally pass that game uh, if if I'm if I'm a betting man. I mean, I could make a case for the Raiders if if San Francisco takes it for granted and, and, and wants to stay in in, in the three seed. Um, so, you know, until I talk to McKenzie and find out what Shanahan's going to want to do, uh, and the Raiders, you know, have they totally given up? Uh, probably. So there's too many variables there for me. Uh, all of them really depend on how the 49ers want to play that game. So I, I'm going to throw it over to you and pass, Sleepy. All right. So after clicking through some of this stuff here, Uncle Dave, Here's what I found out. If San Fran wins out, which they would have to beat the Raiders and they would have to beat Arizona, um, they would more than likely have the tiebreaker. If, in fact, um, the Vikings end up losing this week, and I don't think it matters even if the Vikings win um, in week 18 against the Bears. The reason being is because the 49ers would have a better conference record, a better division record, and I believe that, that after you know records are tied, that that's, that's where they go. So San Fran still has something to play for, but they're going to have to win out in order to end up with that, um, you know, number two seed, unless, you know, Philly falters or something crazy like that or, or whatever the case might be. So they still have something to play for. Certainly. They certainly do. I don't want any part of that one because the Raiders team is just, it's just a little screwy right now. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, I did see a, a an interview the other day with Josh Jacobs. He seemed like he was really pissed off. Uh, about something, so I don't know if he's going to play or if he said something maybe that um, you know could take him off the field. But um, you know, the Raiders running against San Fran is going to be tricky enough, you know, the way that it is. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't really want any part of that game. Let's jump to the next. We got the Vikings. We got the Packers. Packers minus three and a half. Sure, I'm hoping Green Bay, you know, manages to win. Obviously, you know, I said that they were dead and out of the playoff chase. Uh, not the case. Um, still alive. Green Bay managing to go ahead and, and win games. We have a total right now on this one 
48 and a half. I don't know, Uncle Dave. I'm not totally on the fence that, that Green Bay all of a sudden has become good. Um, I would not lay three and a half points with them. That's for damn sure. I just wouldn't do it. Uh, I'm curious what you think with this one. I mean, yeah, at three, I'm taking I'm taking the Packers, Sleepy. Um, I, you know, another another reason why is, you know, that total opened at, at, at 44 and a half at some books. I think, you know, even Circa opened it at 45 and a half. Uh, and now it's all the way up to uh, 49. In fact, today it's going from 47 and a half to 49. And in Green Bay, I mean, do you really think that it's going to be the Vikings that score those points? I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I just don't. I mean, you know, the Vikings have, have lived by that thread all year, and I think it's going to run out. I mean, you know it's going to be cold in Green Bay. I mean, the Packers and their fans finally, you know, got a little momentum, got something to cheer for. Um, you know, I think the Packers might be one of those teams like the Jaguars that nobody really wants to play right now. So I, I don't see how Minnesota keeps this game uh, close enough. I'll take the Packers, Sleepy. Um, I know that'll make you personally feel better and hoping that I'm right because it's your Packers, but I cannot make the case for the Vikings. When you look at this Vikings team, I mean, a lot of people are just saying that they're like way overrated, but they've won their last two games. I mean, they, everybody, we knew that there was a trap game coming up a couple weeks back, Uncle Dave, when they were going on the road and they were going into Detroit and everybody was like, how was Detroit favored? And we did this podcast and we said, you know, when it looks too good to be true, sometimes it is. But what did the Vikings do in response to that? Well, they beat the Colts, biggest comeback in NFL history when they shouldn't have. And then they turned around and they beat a Giants team who the Giants were motivated. Giants needed to win. So they they rattled off two straight wins. I would personally probably take the Vikings plus the three and a half. If you're going to give me the hook, I'll probably take it. Uh, I'm not convinced that, that Green Bay is any better than this Vikings team, even in Lambeau, um, you know, the, the, so like the Vikings haven't played there before. I would make this game probably closer to pick them. So if you're going to give me three and a half, I'll take them. Um, I still think the Vikings are a pretty good team. They're not – there's no reason why the Vikings are – they're not 12-3 and three by mistake. Like you don't win just 12 games in the NFL by mistake. And it, go back and look at some of the teams that have really easy schedules. The Giants had an extremely easy schedule. Washington, extremely easy schedule. Those teams are sitting right now with, what, seven, eight wins? If you're going to say that Minnesota had an extra – I mean, they beat Buffalo. I mean, that that's a good football team. They beat the Jets. That's a good football team. They beat Miami. They beat Detroit. So it's not like Minnesota has just gone out and beat up, you know, the worst teams in the league. They've beaten some good teams too. I don't think they're 12-3 and three by, by mistake. So, yeah, I'm hoping my Packers win, but I think three and a half, it's just too much. So I'm not just buying into – you know that this Vikings team is, is is a is a bad team. They're not bad. I mean, they're twelve and three. Green Bay's you know fighting for their life here. So I don't know. Maybe the under 48 and a half, 49. I mean, it's it's gone up quite a bit. Maybe the under is the way to look. Um, I do think Green Bay's getting better on defense. I think the Vikings um, need to get better on defense. So I don't know. I would take the three and a half points. I mean, I I don't think that that's a bad bet. So that's where I'm at with that. Well, let me let me let me go back and underscore my case. Uh, the Vikings' defense, sleepy. I mean, they gave they gave up forty to Dallas. They gave up twenty six to the Patriots. Nobody does that. Uh, and and yes, they had that great comeback against the Colts. Well, we saw how bad the Colts are on Monday night uh, offensively. They gave up thirty six points to the Colts. So I I can't back that defense in in Lambeau. So, um, well. We'll have a green button here, Sleepy. All right, but I think the, the, the counter-argument to that, Uncle Dave, is that the Packers' offense hasn't been great all year long. Like, you've played – they beat the Bears, big deal. They beat the Rams, big deal. And they beat the Dolphins, okay, it's Miami. But, I mean, when you look at, like, teams that beat some, some pretty crummy teams too, like Green Bay's in that mix too. So I'm not thoroughly convinced that – you know, putting up a bunch of points on on the Bears and, and the Rams is, you know, is something to write home about. L- look, I, I've i said it before that I was not high on Green Bay, and that's my team. You know, I've ride and died with Green Bay all the time, but just not completely sold that, that this team has it all of a sudden has things figured out. So I'm not buying it. Let's jump into the next game here, Uncle Dave. We got the Rams. We got the Chargers. 
Chargers minus six and a half. We have a total of 41. What do we know about this game? Well, we know the Chargers last night secured a playoff spot. Uh, six and a half. This line opened up at nine. I don't know what to do with this Rams team. They they seem like a, just a completely dead team to me. Um, I'm going to have to go through Uncle Dave and look and see, you know, what happens if the Chargers win here, win next week when it comes to the playoff seeding because where right now where the Chargers are at, wins can only help this team, and I think actually losses can hurt them when it comes to the wild card scenario because there's, you know, other teams in there that, that could probably screw them up. So I have to do a little bit more work on that before I really give out a pick here. And look, if the Chargers come in, they, maybe they're maybe it's a situation where they don't need to play their guys. Maybe there's a chance that they rest a bunch of people here. So maybe even teasing them down um, might not be the way to go. And I, even though I think the Rams are a dead team, you got to wonder what they do at quarterback. You know, um, going into next year, you know, are they going to ride with Stafford again? I probably think that they can, um, but do they want to go ahead and, and maybe get? you know, Baker Mayfield as much confidence as possible heading into next year because if he's not the starting quarterback of this team, then he's certainly going to be the backup unless somehow he ends up off this team. But I think getting a guy like Baker Mayfield in there as your backup quarterback with a lot of confidence, which I think that that's when one thing that hurts him um, is probably a good thing. So I think the Rams will actually maybe probably fight here, but I do think that they're kind of a dead team, but you have to worry about, you know, the situation with the Chargers. And it's not like this is kind of a road game here, right, Uncle Dave? I mean, they're both playing the same town. So, yeah, I don't know with that one. It's I, I got to do more work on that one. What did you come up with? What do you think? Well, I can only take the Rams. I would have liked to have had seven. I mean, you know Baker's going to want to continue to play well because uh, he's going to play somewhere next year and he's going to start somewhere next year. So this is kind of his showcase. And I don't trust the Chargers. Uh, I haven't trusted them all year. Uh, I mean, the Colts, with any kind of effort, would have given them a game last night. Uh, and, you know, I, a win can't help the Chargers that much. I mean, they were a game behind the Ravens. Um, and, you know, they could maybe move up to fifth, but that'd be hard to do. Uh, you know, they're not going to catch the Bengals. Uh, and the Bengals or the Ravens will win that division. So, um, you know, they're pretty much six seed no matter what happens. Um, you know, mathematically, no, but in, in reality, yes. So, you know, do we see the huge effort after the huge effort Monday night, which secured them into the playoffs? I, I can see a, a little bit of a letdown scenario. So if I had to bet that game, I would actually take the point sleepy. All right. And you do have to factor in the Dolphins as well when it comes to the playoff thing too. So a win here is only going to help, help the Chargers out. That's kind of what I'm thinking with that. Uh, what do we got left? Two games, Uncle Dave. We're just going to go do through the whole damn schedule here. We got the Steelers. We got the Ravens. Uh, this is Sunday night football. Current line in this game right now, Baltimore minus three. And we have a total of 36. I kind of wish they had a different game on there, Uncle Dave. I wish I put like the, the, the Jets and Seahawks game or, or something. I know the Steelers could mathematically still make the playoffs, but they need to win out and then they need a lot of miracles. So it, it's going to be difficult. I know a lot of people are using the you know, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season angle, but this isn't going to be easy. Baltimore in a very similar situation uh, as I was just talking about with, with the Chargers that, you know, wins can only help this team. Not only that, they could actually still win this division because the Bengals don't exactly have a cakewalk this week. They have to play Buffalo. And if the Bengals lose this week and lose next week against Baltimore, Baltimore wins this division. So Baltimore has a lot to play for right now. That's kind of kind of one of the reasons why I would probably look at backing them against Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know what Pickett's going to be like coming in here, but I I don't know. This is a tough game because you're not going to end up with Lamar Jackson. And Huntley, although it's a couple games under his belt now, probably there's a good chance he may have one of his better games. Um, it's just tough. It would be Baltimore or nothing for me there, Uncle Dave. That, that's really all I would probably do. But that more than that's why I said I wish it was a different game because I'm probably not going to be betting it. So I'm not really going to have any uh, any interest in this one as of right now on Tuesday. So that's where I'm at with that one. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to like the under there, Sleepy. I mean, everybody and their brother seems to. I know it's only 36, but you know, as you said, it's Huntley against Kenny Pickett. And 
Um, I just don't see where the points are going to come from. So I couldn't take a side. I mean, in those low-scoring games, I would, you know, yes, I, I think Baltimore may win, but, you know, these two have played, I don't know, 98 of the last 100 games have been decided by a field goal or less. So if I'm betting the game with your money, I might take the points, but I would just, you know, I would just take the under. Uh, I don't think Baltimore's defense is what it used to be. I mean, it's just not. So I, I think Pittsburgh could have a little bit of, a little bit, and they might be able to move the ball. Um, so, yeah, I would I would lean Steelers and like under. All right. Uncle Dave leans Steelers like under. Low total on that one, 36. Let's jump over to Monday Night Football. We got the Bills. We got the Bengals. Current line in this game, Bills are a favorite on the road. Bills minus one. And we have a total of 49 and a half. Uh, I think the line's wrong here, Uncle Dave. I actually think that the Bengals are the best team in the league as of right now. Um that's just my thought. Now, I do have a little bit of rooting interest right now with Cincinnati. I've been, you know, kind of back on that team for, you know, two years now. But the Bengals, to me, are the better team. I don't know how the Bills are favored in this game. Josh Allen hasn't played uh, to that MVP level that a lot of people thought he was going to be in the beginning of the year. Um, he's not going to win the MVP. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this team's favored. I would bet the Bengals, and it'd be a pretty easy bet here uh, on Cincinnati. So, as I said, Cincinnati doesn't want to lose this week and then have to go play Baltimore in the final week. They can end up, you know, in a wild card game where, as of right now, you know, this team's sitting with, uh, let's just say, a slim chance to go ahead and be the number one seed. But certainly they want to host, you know, a home playoff game. And if they can go ahead and rest guys some way, somehow, you know, in the final week, if – you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Baltimore can end up losing and, and maybe that game doesn't really mean a whole lot. So it's the Bengals for me. I don't see how the Bills stop that offense. Nobody's been able to stop them. Joe Burrow right now is playing uh, amazing. So it's the Bengals for me. Um, I don't know about the total in that one, the 49 and a half. I'm guessing that probably is going to continue to tick up. But the wrong team's favored. The Bills should not be favored in this game. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, people are still hanging on to this Bills team. So, yeah, it's the Bengals for me. Uh, that's a tough one for me, Sleepy. I mean, this could well be the, the the prelude to the AFC Championship game, if you ask me. Um, I think these are the two best teams in the AFC. Uh, no disrespect to Kansas City. Um, and I think, um, you know, it's going to depend. I mean, you know, Buffalo wants to – sort of reestablish themselves, uh, and so does Cincinnati. And, and so I don't think I can pick a side here. I think mean, it's going to be a great game. Um, I, I lean Bengals, uh, but I'm afraid of Buffalo because just when you think they can't, they do. Um, I'm also inclined to take that over. Uh, maybe, as I think this through, I would probably take the first half over uh, because I think both teams are going to come out slinging and uh, want to want to win badly. So I, I think if I'm betting that game, I'm taking the first half over. Um, if I can get, let's see, that we should have a number on that one. Let me look. I was hoping 24. Yeah, you can get a 24 at Circa. Um, DraftKings is sitting at 24 and a half. Um, bet online is 24. If I can get a 24, uh, I think I'm going to take the first half over in that game, Sleepy. All right. I wouldn't mind that one there, Uncle Dave. I agree with you with that. Um, they'll probably come out slinging at some point. But for me, it, it comes down to the Bengals' second half. The Bengals are an amazing second-half team. And that team at home, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and just keep pounding my chest with, with the Bengals. But there haven't been a lot of people on this team in the last two years, and I've been on them, and, and here we are. Um, like I said, think this is the best team in the league. They're going right back to the Super Bowl, and we'll see how that all shakes out. So uh, it's the Bengals for me in that one. Uh, good stuff there, Uncle Dave. Kind of a longer podcast, but we had fun with this one. Uh, again, if you guys are listening to the podcast, and I, I may have said something that, that isn't necessarily true when it comes to a lot of this playoff stuff, just bear with me because a lot of this stuff is uh, – it does get confusing at this time of year. So did the best we could for you guys. Hopefully you guys got some picks. Um I don't have a best bet, but I guess I can always come up with one. So let me go ahead and give you guys a best bet. I think that that would be uh, I think that would be pretty cool. 
So let me go ahead and give you guys uh let me give you guys the Eagles and let me give you guys the Lions. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna put those two teams in a teaser, and uh we'll we'll take the Eagles down to minus one and we'll take the Lions down to a pick'em. That's where I'm at with that. That's a best bet for you guys for this podcast. Uncle Dave, I gave out one. I think you should give out one too. Well, okay then. I'll just take Kansas City for the first half. Uh it's seven and a half. Um I would like it to be seven. But honestly, actually, I bet online they do have a seven uh, minus one twenty-five. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, the Chiefs minus seven in the first half as my best bet, Sleepy. All right, good stuff there, Uncle Dave. And and I'm not opposed if you guys want to go ahead and swap out maybe the Eagles or the Lions and and throw in the Giants in there too. Really like the Giants in the teaser as well. Hopefully, you guys had a good Christmas. Hopefully, you guys have a good New Year's uh, Eve and, and a safe New Year's coming up. Uh, again, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll we'll keep going with our uh, college football bowl games. We have what another I don't know, maybe like fifteen left on the on the slate there. So Uncle Dave will try to knock those out. We just went ahead. We did a podcast. I think when the hell did we do a podcast there, Uncle Dave? Yesterday, and it's for the games that are going on uh, in a day or two, right? I think it was yesterday. I mean, it's all running together anymore. <laughs> I know, right? It gets very confusing, but we're getting the work done for you guys as much as we possibly can. As I said, hopefully you guys end up uh, with a good NFL Sunday. But that'll wrap it up. You guys know where to find Uncle Dave and I on Twitter, at SleepyJ underscore pregame, at Dave underscore Essler. You guys could always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for NFL week number 17. Enjoy the games.